0: Beautiful Day that the Lord has given us. I want also to welcome each one of you that is that has purpose to follow and to listen to our wonderful teachings from Freedom Experience Ministry. These are freedom streams, uh, devotions and teachings. Even they are experiencing Christ's teachings combined to see that we uh, speak mysteries that are revealed in the Bible for us to enjoy. This wonderful Christ that is in the scriptures and with all his unsearchable riches. So we are here as a minister to uh, see that we uh, reveal the two important mysteries in the Bible, which is Christ as our life, the church as body, uh, as as the building of God is the name of Jesus. So I am Pastor Dennis, but of order from Freedom Experience Ministry. Pala, Uganda, and throughout all our platforms, we are doing one thing, that is our heart's desire, it is our mission, to dispense the all-inclusive Christ, to believers globally. We don't know where you are listening from, but we trust God that this word is blessing and touching lives, including yours, in the name of Jesus. So, I want you to continue with us, you will be blessed, and you can even application from Google Play Store and even our iPhone. We are coming so soon uh, experiencing Christ app. It's our application that has got a lot of stuff. The TV, the radio, the devotions, the audio messages, the video sermons, and even other websites are found on in one place. So, Previously, we launched out a, a new series of teaching concerning experiencing God's eternal purpose in the New Testament because we, we have discovered already that the New Testament reveals and explains the Old Testament. So, we need to find out what was sown in the Old Testament and that which has become the harvest throughout, and the progress and the development throughout the New Testament. ...until the book of Revelation... ...where we shall have the full harvest... ...of everything that God purposed... ...even from eternity past. Hallelujah. So we need to come... ...into such teachings... ...to see that we... ...dig out the plan of God... ...the desire and His pleasure... ...to see that we we liken ourselves to it... ...discover what we are supposed to be doing... ...in the church age today... ...and even to prepare the body of Christ what is going to be the near the future which is the, the church in the kingdom and then in the new Jerusalem because we are left with just two dispensations praise the name of Jesus so <clears throat> we are left with the church age and also the kingdom age for us to come to the new Jerusalem where we shall enter eternity past rather eternity future forever and ever shall be with the Lord God now when you see line from Genesis throughout uh, Revelation you see that God has a plan and we have come out to show you what is his eternal plan what has, has God purposed in himself what is that that Paul says it has been manifested it has been given to me as a ministry dispensation as a stewardship to dispense to others Administer to others so that the church might see Praise the name of Jesus So I and Now we are coming to our episode 7 Of this wonderful series And we talked about several things That I cannot go back I have only 28 minutes every day To minister such a wonderful Revelation unto you Praise the name of Jesus Recently in our previous episode We talked about um, This wonderful Christ that has become the center of everything the circumference and we have pointed out that the church today is the kingdom of God and God is dispensing himself produce the church as the kingdom of God so we ended up the other time seeing that now the church has become the counterpart the the, the believers have become the counterpart spouse Rather, the, the wife of Jesus Christ and now Jesus Christ is now the husband uh, and the church has got to come as the bride to participate in the riches of the life of Christ the nature of Christ and this will into a holy city of God where is going to be body satisfaction in the way of love and rest see and I, show, I, I showed you some examples in the Old Testament that uh, the, the chosen people of God are likened to a spouse we saw several examples but also today we want to begin by seeing that the, the, the chosen people are not only a spouse uh, a lover or satisfaction the chosen people are also a dwelling place for God to have a rest God to rest And I will begin with that today Because the other time we ended by Discovering that God likened His chosen people A spouse So several verses and, and scriptures Hallelujah So I want us to begin with Exodus 29 Verses 45-46 The Bible says that And I will dwell among the children of Israel, and I will be their God. He says that, And they shall know that I am the Lord, their God, that brought them forth out of the land of Egypt. Let me dwell among them. I am the Lord, their God. So the reason why he brought them out of Egypt was to dwell among them. So God has had this as his desire to dwell among man. When you come to Numbers chapter 5 verses 3 I'll try to rush as I'm reading for you these verses. Numbers 5 3 says that Both male and female shall ye put out without the camp shall ye put them that they defile not their camp in the midst whereof I dwell. So even when they were they are camping God was amidst them dwelling within them and among them so you read several verses like Ezekiel 43 verses 7 and verses 9 is the name of Jesus now what are we doing we are trying to see uh, how Jesus is talking about the Lord is talking about the chosen people being a dwelling place 43 verse 7 and 9 says that and he said unto me son of man this is the place of my throne and the place of the soles of my feet where I would dwell in the midst of the children of Israel forever He says that and the house of Israel shall no more defile my holy name neither shall they <laughs> he says neither shall they know their kings by their hoardom and by their carcasses of their kings in their high places. So, when you jump to verse 9, Ezekiel 43, 9 says that, Now, let them put away their hoardom, and the carcasses of their kings far from me, and I will dwell in the midst of them forever. So, all this time in the Old Testament, God was doing one thing. He wanted to dwell among them. To come to Psalm 68, Verse 18. You read also First Corinthians chapter 3 verse 16 to 17. Now we have come to the New Testament. We have some scriptures that still approve that God is searching for a dwelling place for Himself. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Now in the New Testament, he says know ye not that you are the temple of God, that the spirit of God dwells in you. See, If any man destroys the temple of God, himself God destroy, for the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. So, we see that now in the New Testament, he's still speaking of the same thing. This time he's living within man. The Old Testament was among them In the New Testament is within us by the spirit of God. He says in First Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19. He says that Oh, know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have from God, and you are not your own. So he has possessed us. We are no longer our own. When we come to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16, 2nd Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16. It says, and what agreement has a temple of God with idols? For we are a temple of the living God, even as God said, I'll dwell in them, I'll walk in them, I'll be their God, they shall be my people. You see, we have now gotten enough scriptures for us to see that God is desiring, number one, to have a spouse who love his satisfaction and a dwelling place to dwell for his rest. These two important uh, needs God wants us to meet them and that's why he's doing whatever it takes. So You will also add on first Timothy chapter 3 verses 15. Now, so far we have seen the spouse is for his satisfaction in love and the dwelling place is It's for his rest in expression. He wants to enter into man making him his spouse, a wife. The church has become a wife, spouse for love and satisfaction. The church has become also a dwelling place of God for his rest and expression. So both these aspects will be ultimately consummated in the new Jerusalem. This is where it is heading up. You see that in her, the, the, the church, God will have the fullest satisfaction in love and the utmost rest in expression for eternity. And this is why Revelation 21 verse 10 and 11 say, He carried me away in the spirit unto a great and high mountain and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, a light now, the city has become to stand to a, wife, a, a a woman. Her light was like a most precious stone, as jasper stone, clear as crystal. So, the glory of God is the expression of God. God expressed, we have been ordained as children of God for this glory, and we are called. This glory. That's why the Bible says in First Corinthians chapter two, of verses seven. It says in verse seven, chapter two of First Corinthians. But we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, even the wisdom that has been hidden, which God foreordained before the worlds unto our glory. So everything is going to end unto a glory. Hallelujah. When we come to First Peter, the book of First Peter, chapter 5, in verses uh, uh chapter 5, verses 10 of 1st Peter, the Bible says that, and the God of all grace called you unto his eternal glory in Christ, after that you have suffered a little while, shall Himself perfect. Establish and strengthen you. But what? He has called us unto his what? Eternal glory in Christ. Now I also read for you 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 12. The Bible says that to the end that we should walk worthily of God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. So when we get saved, he calls us into his kingdom to may enjoy and experience the glory of God. So we are being transformed into this glory. That's why today through the word of God we are sanctified. By the work of the Holy Spirit, we are transformed into this glory. The Bible speaks of that glory in uh, the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 where Paul says that 17 says that now the Lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty 2nd Corinthians 3 18 says that we all with unveiled face we are reflecting as a mirror the glory of the Lord we are transformed into the same image from glory to glory even as from the Lord. Spirit, praise the name of Jesus. So, it shall be brought into that glory. We are being transformed today, we shall be brought into that glory. That's why the Bible speaks of Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10 For it became Him, for whom are all things, and through whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory, to make the author of their salvation. Perfect through sufferings. So the sufferings that we go through they are perfecting us, they are preparing us that we may be worthy to be brought unto Him as the many sons unto that glory. Praise the name of Jesus. So eventually we shall be glorified with Christ. We shall be glorified with Christ. That's why Romans talks about we being glorified one time we are called we are justified, then afterwards, we are going to be glorified. Romans chapter 8 verses verses 17 and verses that the Bible says And if children then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified with him. Now so far, the scriptures we have read, you find that before glory there is suffering. Before glory there is his trials, you understand? Then you read verse 30, says Romans 8 30. And whom he foreordained them, him he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, him he also glorified. So it is going to end in glory. To bear the glory of God, for God is expression in the New Jerusalem therefore God is dispensing of himself into his chosen people is for the producing of the church as the kingdom of God and this will consummate in the new Jerusalem as his eternal expression praise the name of the Lord for that hallelujah so we want to see the need for a vision now that in order for us to see this there is a need for vision of God's plan the church has got to see that God has a, a, a has got a plan and this is supposed to be our vision even when we are reading the scriptures hallelujah so according to our observation we see that most of the saints who have received these uh, maybe have come to such teachings they still need a clear vision of God's plan we need a vision of the central matter, in the Bible Because the Bible is so deep That you cannot understand it If you don't have vision So in this series We are showing you a vision That you may focus On those things that are crucial So the desire of God's heart Is to dispense himself Into his chosen people In his trinity For the producing of that church Which is the kingdom of God That will consummate in the new Jerusalem as the eternal expression of that triune God, you need to come to that clear vision. We must be preaching, teaching, studying, fellowshipping, having this vision. We need a vision of God's New Testament plan. Because if you just see the new, the, the twenty seven books and we just preach from them, anything that is there without seeing a vision, we will get lost in on the way. Praise the name of Jesus. So it is not enough. Merely to know about the, 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 the vision and the is in the 27 books, you, you, you may need to know. Sometimes a person can know a person, yet you have never seen him, yet you know them. To see a person is very different from merely knowing about him. same applies to the vision of God's plan in the New Testament. It is different from simply hearing about it. We need to go deep. As saints of God, we need to spend much time to pray both individually and corporate as a church regarding this vision. We need to pray, Lord, I I cry out to you and to you concerning God's plan. I need to see this vision of the new testament plan. Lord, I have been saved for a long time, but I have not yet seen the vision. I've not seen the vision that the New Testament is revealing for this New Testament plan. Continue to pray. Pray. Lord, cause me to see. Cause me to see. Remember Paul said that they may see. I want you to, when you read it, to understand. So you pray, Lord, cause me to see that the triune God wants to dispense himself into our being so that the church may be produced as the kingdom of God in order that God may have an eternal expression and he may have an eternal consummation to express himself in a corporate way eternally. He needs these two important things. He needs to uh, enjoy us as his love and also to live in us as his dwelling place for rest. In the rest In the remaining time I want to talk about God is dispensing uh, By his grace And uh, the dispensation of God And dispensing Because it is important That we make a distinction A distinction between The words dispensation And dispensing According to the dictionary We see that A dispensation is a noun form of a verb. Dispense. Dispensation comes from the word verb dispense. But according to the New Testament usage, the way we are using this word in our teachings, the word dispensation refers to God's arrangement, God's plan. So there is a a slight difference in what we are meaning. You have seen that dispensation is the translation of the Greek word oikonomia which is composed of two words oikos which means house and nomos which means law so oikonomia denotes household law household regulations household management because this word refers to household administration and management it implies a plan that's why we say God has got a plan in the New Testament, which is his household administration. In Ephesians chapter 3, the word is dispensation. Because Paul uses dispensation in Ephesians chapter 3, here it means a plan, an arrangement. Now we cannot serve God, preach the word, outside the arrangement of God, outside the plan of God. It is a wastage of time. So we need to use the word dispensation. We when we use the word dispensation, we mean God's household management, God is arrangement, God is plan. Remember, he says, I know the plans I have toward you. For us, we are selfish enough to think that these plans are for us and God is excluded. The plan the plans he has is for both of he and us to enjoy so when you use the word dispensation we don't mean dispensing because dispensing is the act of God dispensing himself into us powering himself into us so there is a difference between dispensing powering or distributing and dispensation which is an arrangement these are two different words. So, in God's dispensation, a crucial matter is that the dispensing of the trying God into us. While there is a divine plan for this household management, is dispensing, is dispensation, within the dispensation, there is an action, an act whereby God is busy dispensing himself into us in his dispensation in his household management in his plan spoiling powering himself in us that's why we say in his dispensation he is dispensing himself into us even we are not meaning ages because most of us we know our dispensation as ages the age of the law the age of grace the age of the kingdom no we are not talking about that So, if we are clear concerning the difference between dispensation and dispensing, then we shall not say that we are under God's dispensation. But rather, we are under His dispensing. So we are not under God's dispensation. We are under God's dispensing. Praise the name of Jesus. Because to be under God's dispensation is to be under His administrative government be under God is dispensing is to be under his dispensing action. His act of dispensing himself into us we are under that. If we use the word dispensation refer to God is dispensing other people may misunderstand us and think that we are speaking of a plan made by God. So this is why I've taken this time to in these remaining minutes to see that we, we understand the proper use of this word, the words dispensation and dispensing according to biblical usage, making it clear that dispensation denotes what is administrative arrangement, and dispensing means his act of dispensing himself into us. Another word for dispensing is distributing, he powers himself, he ministers himself into us. Praise the name of Jesus. So I know that even up to now, the grace of God has been with us to share this wonderful truth with you wherever you're connecting from. I know that uh, through our radio, Freedom Experience Radio, Experiencing in Christ Teaching Radio, we are able to cast such uh, teachings globally and we bless God for whoever is uh, our partner and support God bless you. But I also encourage us all to share our application to brothers and sisters that want to uh, to, to, to come across these teachings. You you begin to share. Uh, we request you to share Freedom Experience app. Also visit our website at freedomexperienceministry.org. We have a lot of teachings, devotions, and every wonderful uh Teachings in, and and sermons that are going to be a blessing unto you. May the Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. In case you want to become a support blesser, you always visit our application and click that donate button, or you you visit our website Ministry and dot org and you click the donate button. In the name of Jesus. God bless you until next episode. Let us catch up next time in the name of Jesus. Uh, you can always find these uh, previous episodes on application in our podcasts in Apple store rather uh, on Apple and even uh, on our radios. They are always there playing 24-7 so that you may revise and be blessed in the name of Jesus. May the good Lord bless you May you increase. So we shall continue from there. Next time, God bless you. Bye-bye.